Welcome to the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast, the show that helps you find freedom from anxiety, overthinking, worry, and stress. I'm Siobhan Friel, a fellow human being, transformational coach, and your new friend. Come and hang out with me as we explore a whole new understanding of the human experience so you can enjoy life with more peace and ease. Hello, thank you for joining me again on the show. In the last few episodes, we've been talking about nice stuff like uh, inner peace and wisdom and insight. And if you've been like, yeah, all that nice stuff is indeed very nice, but it's not really helping me all that much. I still feel anxious, stressed, worried, overwhelmed, etc. If that's you, then today's episode is for you in particular, and it might just help some of this stuff come together. Or not. Let's see how we go. So the full title that I wanted to use for today's exploration is your brain is just being a brain shrugging emoji. (laughs) But apparently emojis aren't allowed in the title of podcast episodes. But I wanted to include the shrugging emoji because, yeah, like, mm, a brain is a brain and does brain-like things. Yeah, it is what it is. (laughs) And that's what the shrugging emoji means to me. So we're going to take a look at the things that a brain does and talk about how it's not a problem to be solved, just characteristics to be understood. Simply understanding the behaviour and common traits of a brain without doing anything to actually change it can have an enormous impact on how we relate to it. Understanding how something behaves just makes everything easier, doesn't it? Like dogs. So many dogs I know bark the house down every time someone comes to the door and knocks on the door or rings the doorbell. That's just what dogs do. That's a dog being a dog. Sure, we may not love the sound of the dog barking, but we know what's going on. Someone's at the door, that's all. The dog is being a dog. The dog is not ill, there's not a danger, the bark isn't telling us anything. That's just what dogs do. The dog is being a dog. We don't need to get a muzzle for the dog or throw a blanket on them to muffle the sound. We don't need to yell at the dog or shoo them away. Not that that ever makes a difference anyway. The dog barks when someone comes to the door. The dog is being a dog. Some days, the barking may bother us more than normal, like everything else in life. Our mood is constantly fluctuating and one day the dog barking at the door is kind of cute and amusing and another day it's annoying as hell. But it's just what the dog does. It's a dog being a dog. Understanding that dogs do this and that it's not a big deal helps us to get on with life when a dog is being a dog. There's nothing to figure out. The dog is being a dog. Okay, I just said the word dog about 95,000 times. I think you get the picture, right? So let's get back to our brains. Like a dog barking, our brains just behave in certain ways. There's nothing to figure out. A brain is just being a brain. So a very quick note on the terminology here. There are distinctions that can be made between the brain as an organ in our body and the mind as a faculty of our consciousness, I guess, and thoughts as a product 
or not a product of a brain or a mind, that we aren't getting into any of that because it doesn't actually matter for the purpose of this conversation. So I'm going to use the term brain as a widely accepted, casual way of talking about what's going on in our head. (laughs) But other ways of talking about it would be a mind being a mind or thoughts being thoughts or a human being a human. So I hope you can see what I mean. And again, it doesn't actually matter. I'm going to be using a brain being a brain. Okay, so here's some examples of a brain being a brain. See which ones you recognise your own brain doing. So a brain focuses on the bad rather than the good. A brain scans situations and environments for potential dangers and threats, especially new places, people and things. A brain forecasts all the possible problems that have even the slightest chance of happening in the future. A brain sifts through the endless possibilities and outcomes of all the problems that it just made up. A brain will jump to the worst case scenario in any situation and dismiss the most likely scenario. A brain will make constant comparisons to others as a measure of worth in life. A brain will look to the past to make predictions on how the future will go. A brain will freak out and go into overdrive when there is no security or certainty, which is actually always, but don't tell your brain that. A brain needs things labelled and categorised and neatly organised into some kind of comprehensive ontology. The brain hates things not making sense or things being a mystery. A brain ruminates endlessly on the same thing if it can't reach an acceptable conclusion. It's been said by some very clever scientists recently that our brains are the most complex thing that's ever been discovered so far in the universe. So what I'm talking about here is only what's generally accepted at this point in our understanding of a brain, and who knows what we're going to discover in the future. But it's generally thought that the brain does these things that I just mentioned because of evolution. Those characteristics share a common theme of negativity and insecurity, which are thought to be traits which would make a human more likely to survive in our hunter-gatherer days like 200,000 years ago. So you'd be more likely to live long enough to pass on your genes to the next generation if you were constantly on the lookout for a saber-toothed tiger rather than just kicking back under a palm tree. Okay, so why are we even talking about this? Why are we talking about a brain being a brain and how does it relate to experiences of anxiety or overwhelm and all that stuff? Well, as you probably just realised from that list of brain traits, they aren't exactly pleasant. And if we are feeling our thinking, which we are by the way, and I talk about this more in the first three episodes, and that thinking is largely negative, catastrophizing, speedy, insecure and anxious, then we're going to feel that. So it's no wonder that complaints of anxiety and depression and stress are at an all-time high. But this is because of the misunderstanding about what all of this negativity and catastrophizing and worrying even means. Many of us are suffering as a result of taking a brain being a brain as a problem to be fixed. When a brain is being a brain, it freaks out in the ways I mentioned already, but it's not a problem to be fixed, it's just a brain being a brain. 
like the dog barking thing that I mentioned at the top of the show. So our brain is the dog. The catastrophizing and comparing and anxiety and negativity is the barking. And someone knocking on the door or ringing the doorbell is just us simply being alive. Our brain is not comparing us with others because we aren't good enough. Our brain is not jumping to the worst case scenario because that's what's going to happen. Our brain is not forecasting all the things that could go wrong because we're destined to fail. Our brain is not reminding us of all the mistakes we've made in the past because we are a bad, mistake-ridden person. All of that is just a brain being a brain. Our suffering, like anxiety and stress, only comes from the meaning that we make out of all this brain barking, if you like, not the noise itself. So let me say that again. Our suffering comes from the meaning we make out of all the brain barking. Meaning like thinking we're the only ones that feel this way or thinking we feel this way a lot more than others or thinking that having these thoughts and their feelings, twin feelings if you like, makes us fucked up or broken or thinking that having negative, anxious, insecure, frenzied thoughts wouldn't be happening if only we were better people or thinking our feelings or thought patterns are a problem to be solved, fixed or changed or diagnosed and medicated. But all of that is a misunderstanding Yes, a pervasive misunderstanding that perpetuates through society and has spawned a gazillion dollar self-help industry, but a misunderstanding nonetheless. We are only ever feeling our thinking moment to moment. And if we think that our feelings are something to be fixed or that the feelings we experience means we're fucked up or broken, we will feel the hurt and sadness and inadequacy of that because we feel what we're thinking. Do you see? I really would encourage you to go back and listen to the first three episodes if you haven't already, because it kind of gives more colour to this stuff. But if you recall from episode three, which was about feelings, we talked about how a bad feeling is only telling us that our current thinking is just no good. It's of no value. It's rubbish. (laughs) So can you see how misunderstanding thoughts and feelings and what a brain does and all of that turns into a big loop of never-ending misery? But when we do understand what's going on, we can see that the design of all of this is actually perfect. We have a human brain and because a brain behaves like a brain, we are, of course, going to have negative, insecure and hurtful thoughts then we're going to feel those thoughts because we feel our thinking and then the bad feeling lets us know oops (laughs) we're innocently and accidentally believing a bunch of brain noise and thinking it's real life when it's just a brain being a brain and the feeling is letting us know here's a spoiler you will always have shit thoughts fly into your head always maybe every day maybe multiple times a day That is your brain being a brain. But it's not a problem. It's just what a brain does. You don't need to do anything about it. You don't need to fix anything or change anything or do anything at all, except just know that your brain is just being a brain. 
The most awesome thing about seeing this for ourselves and not getting in there and messing around with the thoughts by examining them or labelling them or trying to change them or even acting on them is that they fade. They won't ever fully go away because you're a human and that's just what a brain does but you just don't notice them as much. Like if you live near a train track, you probably used to notice the trains all the time and you'd wonder how you'll ever get to sleep or concentrate ever again. And then in time, you realise that you just rarely hear the trains anymore. I can't remember the actual figure, but there's something like billions of bits of data we're exposed to in every moment or something like that but we can only take in a tiny fraction of that and kind of process it or comprehend it so to decide how to filter that massive information the brain will pay attention to what seems important and what seems important is stuff that we give attention to so we innocently assign importance with our attention so when we mess around with our thinking like the barking we're innocently teaching the brain that all this stuff is important. And this is how you can see anxiety developing and perpetuating and feeling like it's getting worse over time. I have another metaphor for you to help you see the distinction between something being a problem and just understanding that that's just how a thing works. I already gave you a barking dog and now I'm going to give you a refrigerator. So for most refrigerators, or as I would say, a fridge, in the UK, in New Zealand at least, two places that I've lived, if you leave a, the door open of the fridge, it will start bleeping. And then if you ignore the bleep, it will get louder and louder and more annoying until it turns into one annoying, long, continuous beep. What us humans have innocently been doing, metaphorically speaking, is rummaging around in the fridge to try and find the cause of the bleeping, which, of course, keeps the bleeping going because the bleeping is caused by the door being open. So we just need to understand what's happening. We just need to understand that the bleeping is only because the door is open. So we shut the door. The suffering, as in our annoyance over the bleeping fridge, is happening because we don't understand how it works. Okay, so if everyone's brain is just being a brain and everyone's brain works the way I described, then why are some people just completely chill and serene and joyful and others, like I was, are just drowning in a thought ocean of despair, negativity, inaction and woe? If everyone indeed has a brain that's just being a brain and does all the things I just said, such as comparing catastrophizing, berating, being negative and all of that, then why are some humans completely miserable and others are relaxed and happy? Like what's going on there if we've all got the same kind of brain? So the difference is the relationship to a brain being a brain, the relationship to those thoughts which are coming in and out all the time. When we see that our thoughts are not personal to us and a brain will always just be a brain, we naturally pay less attention because it just doesn't matter as much. The less attention we pay, the less they pop up, like the train thing, or the less we notice that they pop up anyway. This happens because we're not innocently but mistakenly telling our brain, hey, this one's important, by engaging with it. I read a study recently about um, OCD and intrusive thoughts, which are like the same thing. 
And 96% of people who didn't have a diagnosis of OCD said they had thoughts that could be described as disgusting or illegal or weird or crazy or stupid or frightening or any of that. Which is to say, everyone has thoughts like these sometimes. The difference between these people without OCD and those with OCD although I'm not going to get into the arbitrary and unhelpful nature of this kind of diagnosis, by the way. We'll save that for another time. Actually, so let me rephrase that. The difference between the humans that suffered terribly because of incoming thoughts that they had no control over and the humans who didn't suffer because of incoming thoughts that they had no control over was the significance that the suffering humans gave to the thoughts, the meaning they gave to the thoughts, their relationship to those thoughts. Said very simply, taking the thoughts seriously caused suffering. Said very simply, and in the context of this episode, not realising that the brain was just being a brain caused suffering. I hope you can see what I'm getting at here. Having thoughts which are mean or frightening or critical, disgusting, weird and all of that is simply part of being human. It just is. And coming to understand that it's just a brain being a brain and nothing to do with you at all is so freeing. We do an award for these thoughts on my newsletter, so you can hop on and join us if you want. You can submit your own really weird thought or just see other people's. But it's really fun and cool to see the creativity of our brain and just wonder what they're going to come up with next. If you want to do that, I'll put the link in the show notes. So here's an example from my own life. Just two days ago, I was chopping a tomato with a knife. And my cat brushed up against me in that way that cats do. And I had the thought, what would happen if I stabbed this cat? (laughs) I literally laughed out loud because it was just ludicrous that many of us would get caught in a spiral of agony over something like that. And I would have done back in the day as well. And rushing to take a test on the internet to see if we are a murderous cat-killing psychopath that likes tomatoes. Then, giving the thought attention in that way would innocently, of course, but keep it coming back because that is a brain being a brain. A brain would be like, oh, there's a lot of activity around this cat stabbing thought. I will deliver other thoughts based on killing cats using other household items. The brain thinks it's helping. So can you see how we start to really get tangled up in our thoughts when we see them as a problem to begin with? I really want you to explore this in your own life. Imagine deeply trusting that there is no problem with your brain being a brain. Imagine that when your brain conjures up the worst case scenario all the time or plays out future conversations and situations on a loop or it predicts you losing the things that you care about or it compares you to your friends or complete strangers and concludes that you're worthless and shit and many, many other examples. None of that means anything about you or your life. It's not a problem to be solved. It's just your brain being a brain. If you knew that that's just what a brain does, that that stuff is just a brain being a brain, and in fact, it's the type of brain that allowed us humans to even get this far in evolution, so it's actually a very healthy brain, then what? If you deeply saw that, 
would you still try and solve for it? Would you still try and change your thoughts? Would you still try and change yourself or your life? Would you still try and manage what's going on in that mind of yours? Just like with the dog barking, would we be freaking out or trying to get rid of the dog or getting rid of our visitors when we know that it's just what a dog does and it doesn't have any greater meaning? Or like the refrigerator, would we still be hunting around for the source of the beeps when we knew what was happening and that we just needed to close the door? If you knew that this is how it worked, this understanding couldn't help but change your relationship to the goings-on of a normal brain. And there's a very, 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 very easy way to instantly know if your brain is being a brain. (laughs) The feeling is going to tell you. It's very simple. If you feel any kind of shit, like overwhelmed, anxious, insecure, and all the others, that's your cue that your brain is just being a brain. This is all way too simple for a brain, by the way. A brain is not going to like this. A brain likes complexity and infinite stories and layers of meaning, just like we talked about earlier. So right now, if you're having thoughts like, what? No way. This is bullshit. It's way too simple. It simply can't work this way. Then that's a brain being a brain. Yay. Thanks for giving us a real time example of being a brain brain. (laughs) Okay, let's check in with our friend, Anxious Alice. Alice follows along with this episode and she realises that her brain does all of the things that we've been talking about. So this is just a brain being a brain and not me being fucked up, asks Alice. Yes, Alice, isn't that cool and very freeing? Anxious Alice doesn't have to wait long to see her brain being a brain. Her boss calls a sudden meeting with her and her team and her brain freaks out. Of course it does. Alice's brain immediately suggests about 984 different outcomes of the meeting, each ending in tragedy and misery and Alice's overall downfall as a human. The bad feeling alerts Alice that she's got a lot of thinking going on. Her feeling of anxiety and insecurity and fear, all the same by the way, is letting her know, whoa, your thoughts can't be trusted right now, Alice. Back away from the content. So the feeling will let anxious Alice know that she needn't engage. Her bad feeling is letting her know that her brain is just being a brain. Her feeling is giving her real-time feedback on this. Alice is coming to see that maybe, possibly, potentially, that she might not need to do anything about all this. That maybe the content of her thoughts are not personal after all. That it's just a brain being a brain. And she has the feelings alert to let her know that this is all that's going on. So she doesn't feel instantly on top of the world when she sees something about this. But there is a easing, um, a slight softening, a something, something (laughs) in the exploring of this kind of stuff that feels a bit better for Alice. She's still getting a feel for this kind of stuff that we're talking about. She's curious and sceptical, just like I was and just like you may be. And that's just fine. Keep hanging out with us, Alice. Before I go, I just quickly want to mention something that comes up when I'm exploring this with new clients, which is, what about when a bad thing that your brain imagines does actually happen? So it's worth mentioning that we can have all the understanding about brains in the world, and we can have all the insights about the nature of thought and all of that stuff. 
but it's not going to stop things from happening in life which are hard and shit. What we do around here is find freedom and peace from worry, anxiety, overwhelm and stress, but that doesn't prevent bad things from happening in the world. Sorry about that. But a thing happening in your head, as in when we imagine it, versus in reality is very different. A brain catastrophizing about losing a job or losing a home or losing a relationship, things that happen every day to people, is very different to the real life experience of it. In real life, there's a dynamism at play. Stuff unfolds in a way that a brain just can't predict. Our catastrophizing about something happening is often way worse or like feels way worse than when it actually happens in real life. I know I've definitely had this experience myself. You'll be guided through a bad thing happening by wisdom in the moment, which only happens in the moment, not ahead of time, not when imagining something possibly happening in the future. I'm going to talk specifically about how the kind of stuff that we're talking about on this show relates to things like loss and grief and disappointment and bad things. If you're struggling around that kind of thing right now and you can't wait for the episode, then come and visit me on the internet. You can DM me on Instagram at Siobhan Friel or you can book to chat to me on Zoom on my website, which is SiobhanFriel.com. Now, those slots are completely free and they're not part of some kind of funnel where I try and get you to sign up for a zillion week coaching package. So if you really are suffering, don't wait. Come and talk to me. I'll put the links in the show notes. Okay, let's wrap this one up. The main thing I want you to take away is that our brains dish out negative, comparative, catastrophizing, anxiety-ridden thoughts all the time. That's a brain being a brain. You can't control what thoughts plop into your head. You can't, no one can. But we do have a say on how seriously we take them. When you truly see this, it's just a game changer. Your thinking is not a thing to fix. You are not a thing to fix. There's nothing to sort or solve or change, just something to understand. And that's a brain being a brain. Okay, I'm done now. Thanks for hanging out with me all the way to the end and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. This is the part where I ask you to share, review and subscribe to the show. So if you go and do that, I would absolutely love it. If you have thoughts or questions or insights about this episode or anything really, come and share them with me on Instagram at Siobhan Friel or visit me at SiobhanFriel.com. See you next time.